Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with the Beatitudes that Jesus spoke to the people in His Sermon on the Mount. It's one verse, one sentence. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Pretty simple. But rather than glaze over it, there are things here that we as Christians need to understand. What exactly is mercy? What does it mean to be merciful? What does it mean to receive God's mercy? Now, this is the fifth beatitude, and as Pastor Jim will explain, the first four were attitudes between the individual and God. But beginning with this fifth one, Jesus begins to describe attitudes that God's people have toward other people. Are you merciful in the way that Jesus describes? Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Conduits of Mercy. Can you think of one good thing that has ever happened to you in your life? One accomplishment that's done something really good that came with no work on your part? Have you ever heard anybody say, I was just going along and minding my own business, and all of a sudden, somebody gave me this PhD and made me the CEO of this multinational corporation? It doesn't work like that. That's not how you grow and get better. Do you really think that spiritual growth and spiritual vitality come automatically without there being some kind of serious disciplined, intentional, sustained effort on your part doesn't just happen in any other way. Last week, I, I closed with my little challenge to ask you in, when, in the category of hungering and thirsting after righteousness, are you willing to work on cultivating the appetite, the appetite, appetite, the appetite, that's a cross between appetite and beatitude, that was the beatitude. Okay, now that I've ruined my whole train of thought, are, are you willing to work on cultivating the right kind of attitude to, to, to increase the right kind of, of hunger and thirst? I suggested a 30-day fast and feast. I'll remind you about it at the end of the service. Fast from the things that drag you down. Feast yourself on the things that build up your soul. It's not okay to let things slide because you just don't feel like pursuing them. Spiritual growth is not a matter of waiting until you feel the right feeling to move you forward. It's a matter of obeying your king, not waiting for a feeling. You always have feelings. Good feelings tend to come from cultivating the right things and doing the right things. Anybody who has sought to minister to other people will tell you how heartbreaking it is when you deal with somebody who's feeling spiritually lethargic. We all get there, right? I mean, 
If you're physically not up to par, it can drag you down emotionally and even spiritually. If you're going through a really hard test of your faith, it can drag you down. People start feeling spiritually lethargic, and so what do they do? Pull away. Back off. Stay away from church. Stay away from fellowship. And you know what? That never, ever, in any situation for any person, is good for them. It's, that's exactly the wrong way to go. It always makes things, always makes things worse. I shared with you a prayer request last night that um, our, our son has COVID-19. It does not look like any fun at all. It's, it, 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 it's rough. It's been brutal on him. And uh, he was showing me, he sent me a little video overnight. It's good news. I, I slept. He said, I did, this, I did this last night. And you know what it was? It was a doctor showing breathing exercises for people with COVID-19. You know why? Because it's really hard on your breathing. When you're being tested with something, you need to strengthen that thing that is being tested. And it doesn't always come easy. Now, I was, um, I was once athletic, and sadly, I still have a good memory of what that feels like, so I still do things. And, you know, I've broken a couple of things and smashed up a couple of things and twisted a couple of things. And, and I've learned some lessons. They actually have spiritual applications. Um, I, have, I have said that if I were to become so wealthy that I felt like it was my uh, responsibility to personally put people to work, and I wanted people on my payroll, I don't care about the maid, I don't care about the butler, I don't care about the, the chauffeur. The first one I'm hiring is the physical therapist because of what they do. And, and I, you know, after a surgery, after a, after a break, I remember after, after I fell on the ice in Russia and broke my arm and go to the physical therapist, he says, okay, let's see how, how far you can raise your arm. And I said, well, about this far. And no, no, without the other hand. Oh, well, I can wiggle my fingers. You have to work at it. And, and you start out, you're saying that, you want me to do what? How am I going to do that? Well, try this little baby step. Friends, spirituality is a lot like muscles and bones. They have to be moved and flexed and developed and, and put to work. And the more you work, the better it gets. Psalm 119, that fantastic 176 verses that is one seamless prayer. Look at this. Psalm 119, verse 58. In the midst of that, the psalmist says, I sought your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. That sounds like a formula that could be a beatitude. Seek me, hunger and thirst after me, and I'll satisfy you. God is gracious and merciful. Nevertheless, we pour out our hearts in prayer because we ache to know the fullness of His goodness. Look at verse 59. Next verse, I considered my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I, I looked at my situation. I, I assessed things. I, 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 I examined what I, where I was at, and I said, I need to turn 
to your word, your testimonies. Turn his feet, if you will. Follow and obey what God says. And then the next verse, verse 60. I hastened and did not delay to keep your commandments. You've got to make it a priority if it's going to happen. The psalmist didn't want to put off doing what he knew was right. It's as if he had been granted the ability to read ahead a few centuries and understand hungering and thirsting for righteousness and what that looks like. To make the choice to pursue what is right. Now what about our beatitude? Well, remember verse 59 there? I considered my ways. Consider your ways and ask if you are cultivating a reputation for mercy. Now let's get practical. Is there someone you won't talk to? I mean, be real honest here. Is there somebody that you're saying, I am so thankful for this lockdown because I haven't had to deal with fill in the, names per, the person's name? Um, is there somebody about whom you would secretly rejoice if you heard they were having a hard time? Has, has God allowed a need to cross your path and you were able to look away and Go your way and ignore the fact that you could have done something to help. You know, I, a lot of this happens in families. Is, a lot of this happens on jobs. Is there a feud going on and you're letting yourself be content with not doing anything about it? Are you consumed enough with God's mercy that you're looking for an opportunity to Pass it along to others. And what did that definition of mercy talk about? Caring for the downtrodden, caring, caring for the poor, caring for the, caring for the needies, the, the, the needy ones. I have some really good news for you. The same one who promises, I will give you mercy, is happy to hear that you need His help. Hebrews 2.17 Therefore, He, the He is Christ, He had to be made like His brethren in all things so that He might become a merciful and faithful high priest. We love to talk about Jesus being our high priest, the high priest of our confession, and He loves to hear from us, but notice the word merciful is before that. He's a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. He went so far as to make propitiation for the sins of the people. God not only wants you to be merciful, He wants to help you be merciful as you walk in obedience to His Word. Let's pray. Our Father, please make us conduits of mercy that as we receive, we are also so happy to share that mercy that you have poured out upon us. Thank you that we have your mercy. We, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus because we're not going to receive that punishment that we deserve because your Son voluntarily took it upon himself. Father, teach us to be agents of mercy in a merciless world. And we'll thank you for what you do in our hearts that you might through us demonstrate your mercy 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.